already clicked go. Yeah, you did? Yep. I was saying I need really need to do a pink elephant. But that's not what we're doing here today. <laughs> so hi, guys. So we're going to talk up. about the stuff that you want us to talk about, and then we're not going to talk about it. Well, in the live today and just um, in a couple this morning. Yeah. Afternoon. Afternoon. Uh, whatever it is. That one time. One time a day. Uh, we were talking about the Christian music and the problem with most of it. With like this Bethel and Hillsong and mm-hmm. Lauren Daggle and all this stuff. We were we were kind of talking about the uh, the problem with it, and I've even had other people ask on uh, different things. They're like, "Well, if it if the lyrics are okay, d- it, isn't it okay? What if it you know what if it glorifies God even?" Yeah, the lyrics do. Yeah, and like, well, if it still comes from the source, who's pumping out a majority of false information doesn't matter if they have one good song i mean it it you know a little leaven right yeah i mean it 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 it's ruins the whole thing and it's really kind of a disgrace to to god even i think even just taking part in in some of it yeah I, like i explained big problem with the bethel music is even if you like some of the lyrics of their songs the Jesus that they preach through Bethel and being associated with that not is a, a false Christ. One. Yeah. And it's, you know, that's a serious thing. That's not something that we should, we should be playing around with. Like I was saying, we didn't want to be too dogmatic with it, but, uh, you know, is defending the faith. You need to be. Yeah. You so, really do. I, I mean, I, I guess I leave that up to each individual christian to to judge what whatever they feel but i don't i don't see anything anything good with it and that's kind of what i wanted to talk about in this podcast is that uh how this kind of relate and and why this is all important and how this actually relates to the end times i know i just surprised everybody like just threw that one out of left field but <laughs> this this stuff actually relates to the end times and um music teaching all of this stuff sure it does in a time right now where we're having huge earthquakes and you know i mean just what last year i guess it was the volcano in hawaii was it yep. last year or yep you know, I mean, all these you different see the reports now that they're afraid with all the earthquakes going on in California that it's going to set off stuff with the volcano in Yellowstone. Yellowstone, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, with all this worry and stuff, this is this is the problem, and and I don't know. We'll I'll try to have to sort some of this out here, but this is the real problem from this end times viewpoint that we hold and we teach to is that every one of these little things that happens is, um, you know, the the extremist people that hold the same view that we do the extremists that give the ones that give the the premillennialists a black eye mm-hmm. are the ones that like are, are saying that these prophecies are um you know or these are prophecies of these earthquakes that yeah you know every little thing that happens it's fulfilling some obscure that's like, yeah Old like Testament dead prophecy. giveaway the it's prophecy like, was just fulfilled yeah Jesus it was is dead giveaway and you see it seconds. all over the place or you know and then you see now even like i don't I don't 
you know, I still hold to, obviously you still hold to the belief of time and seasons, but now this, um, just like is it, is it used to be, I mean, these date setting and this, sure, you know, this stuff is getting crazy. I mean, it's one thing to have a, um, you know, well put together point and, and, and time period that you think that, you know, whatever, if, if that's what you believe, just like the September 23rd stuff. Uh, that was very good you know very put together very very well and they had a lot of great points i think too that um but i mean being again being dogmatic and setting dates for the rapture and then people that are consistently doing this and haven't stopped um are just you know not adding any validity to a true you know recognized throughout biblical history view or new testament history i guess um view of this stuff so we we yes we believe there's a rapture we have no idea when it actually occurs but that's not to say that we don't know the times and the seasons that we are in sure completely and those are we were given clues to discern the end times, because this is a very specific question from the apostles on when all of these things would happen. And depending on your viewpoint of, of Matthew 24, which I'll try to lay out the two different views quickly a little bit later, but depending on your viewpoint of Matthew 24, you either take that as fulfilled in the first century or... Uh, future fulfillment in the sex, the second coming of Christ. Yep. So unfortunately, the people that give our our view of the end times a black eye, the extremists say that Matthew twenty four is about the rapture, and they falsely attribute this to the rapture, which it's not, and you it it can't hold up, and that's one thing that's quickly refuted uh, by most people that don't hold the rapture view that they'll throw out that, you know, look at you. You're trying to make Matthew 24 a rapture verse and it's, it's not, it's it's not. And so that gives kind of the, the view of black eye, but there's still some important information about the end times in Matthew 24. It's not about the rapture, but it gives us some, a pretty good idea of some, some clues of the condition of the world before the second coming of Christ which you believe in the rapture, the rapture occurs before the second coming in Christ. A pre-tribulational rapture does. Yep. So if you believe in a pre-tribulational rapture, that comes closer. So you're only going to, as we always say, you're only going to see the stage being set for the for the for the the seven-year tribula- tribulation. You're not going to, you're not going to be here for it. You're not going to see. It's not the end of the world. It's not any of this. You know, it's going to be you're going to be gone before them if you if you take that view. So you can you can see the stage being set and different things falling into place in Matthew 24 about the end times. But the bigger clue for the end times that we have is actually go figure in the New Testament here and a little bit further in the epistles Uh, in Second Thessalonians two, Paul talks about it. Second Timothy, First Timothy, we have a better clue of the end times. Um, 
Paul states a few different times in 2 Timothy 4, he starts talking about the condition of the church in the last days. And he tells Timothy here in chapter 3, but understand this, that in the last days, there will come times of difficulty. Okay, and the last days started at Pentecost. Okay, that's what even, I mean, it, we, we are currently in the last days. And we have ever since, you know, Christ came to earth the first time was, was the set off of this last period of, hi of history. So that's what he's saying here that in the last, when he's speaking of in the last days. So this we've been in the last we've days. We've been for in the last days. Years. But that's important. Yeah, for the past 2,000 years. But that's important to what Paul is saying here. So he's acknowledging the fact that we're in the last days. Now, as we get closer and towards the, the last, last days before the second coming before the rapture these things will get worse so we'll continue on here in verse two for people will be lovers of self lovers of money proud arrogant abusive disobedient to parents ungrateful unholy heartless unpleasable slanderous without self-control brutal not loving good treacherous reckless swollen with conceit lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power, avoid such people. Okay, and then he goes back down, and I mean, that's pretty clear. We'll go back over that in a second, but going back down to verse 13, he says something really key right here. He says, while evil people and imposters will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. Okay, these evil people and imposters, these are, these are people that appear to be Christian. These would be people inside of the church, deceiving people. So you can see clearly here that he's talking about this increasing. They'll go on from bad to worse. They're bad now. It was bad in his day. That's the whole reason why he's having to write Timothy all of these things to remind him of all of these things that he's going to have to be teaching the church. And he's reminding him here that it'll come from within. Your biggest enemy is going to be from within the church, not from outside of the church. You're that, I mean, of course the world's always going to be there, but what's really trying to destroy you is from within. And that's what Paul is, is mentioning to Timothy here. So, then he goes on in chapter 4 to say in verse 3, For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but have itching ears. They will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. Okay, so hold on to that one too. Because we jump over to Second Thessalonians. And Paul's explaining here the, the Thessalonian believers are confused about the coming, the second coming of, of Christ. They're confused about the timing. They, there seems to be some indication here that they were 
actually being fed this kingdom now theology that the day of the Lord had already come. They were inside of the kingdom. They, you know, it was, it was a, they had missed the, missed the show, so to speak. So they were kind of concerned here, and Paul is reminding them here. He goes on, verse 3 right here, he's reminding him that this day cannot come unless the rebellion comes first and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction, which would be the Antichrist. Now, there's a huge, well, I guess it's not huge, but in the in the little debate circles of theologians i'm sure we all spend all of our time yeah there's a debate (laughs) on the what this rebellion is yes um some people say it's a general rebellion against god of the people some people say that it's not a rebellion at all that it's actually the rapture so the rapture has to come before the son of that's what Andy Woods teaches, and he's got a great argument for it. I don't see it here. I don't. I don't see that. That's what Paul's saying. But Andy's smarter than I am, and that's his view, not mine. But mine believes that this is a falling, a, a large falling away of the church in general. And then we, because I'm tying that with Timothy here, the the ones that we, the passages that we just read in Timothy. That was saying that there's going to become a time when pe- people won't just endure sound doctrine at all, period. And I think we, I said, I don't know if it was part of the podcast that we cut out, but I said, if you ever want to know anything that's wrong in the church, just post something theologically correct on any kind of social media yeah, that was and watch the response. Today. Was yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that one all come up. Yeah. That one's on the one coming out, or if you already listened to it, or whichever. Yeah, that was our conversation. It was titled, yeah, that like, was, conversation okay. on. Okay, so something. yeah, um, and but I mean, that's so true, and you can see oh, yeah. that you, for largely, especially when you post something like, let's talk about this um, woman pastor issue. Oh, yeah. Um, music. That's why mm-hmm. I wanted to, to yep. bring this. This is what, this why this is all ta- ties into this this music um you know because like this bethel hillsong all this culture these people refuse to endure sound doctrine sound doctrine meaning the past two thousand years of church history and church understanding of what these texts mean and and you know all this Literal biblical interpretation, you know, things that have been understood, you know, since the time of the the apostles were teaching them that, nope, it's a bunch of old white men. Yeah. And then we're dealing like we we did discuss the progressive Christianity that's coming in, that we're becoming more Mm -hmm. affirming the social justice movement that's moved into to the church. Guys, we don't endure sound doctrine anymore. Oh, the church is it's very gone. New and now and, and people don't. They, the other part of that is people have itchy ears. Oh, very. They itchy only ears. you guys own, not you guys, unless this convicts you, <laughs> and yeah. then then it's for you. I'm not talking to any specific listener, anybody, but everybody. Any I've noticed this in ministry, and I, I know you have to be careful of it because we do want to be. Showing an outpouring of love, which I think we do, we do, and I'm sure we could always do better. But 
in ministry noticing the, the the content that you put out and the reaction to people yep that just don't want to hear it nope that they do okay that's nice but you know that's all neither here nor there well, give me the good stuff to, yeah nobody right? wants to have a conversation yeah. and discuss like this is what i believe i want you to reaffirm what i believe i don't care scripturally in right. any of the movements Correct. you see this anybody who has a movement that they are going along with like mm-hmm. I, I observe this, I observe right. this, I observe that, whatever. Nobody wants to talk about the harmonization of scripture. Mm-hmm. How do you reconcile yeah, this? Yeah, I mean, very nope, few. This is very, very few. few. Yeah, this is my idea. Yeah, this know, is what I, just, I think. I know I'm a couple of our it. specific listeners that that we've discussed on oh, Instagram with yeah. it, and I don't want them to think no, that it's no, targeted at all. But, but for the most, most part, people have, this is in my mind, what fits best with my life. And I don't want anything to come in the way of that. Be it that I want to be like a feminist. I want to bring in my new agey stuff. I want to be okay with the world. I want to right. have to obey this or that. And that in this yeah, and I mean, like I said, I mean, anybody that's trying to come in and make this new and more progressive, this is just getting further and further away from the roots of not to saying that this is boring and it must be kept in some certain way. But again, if you if you know the Lord's voice, mm-hmm. you know that this stuff is just absolutely blasphemous and just, you know, this is not going in a good direction. Yeah. And it's in Scripture. It's right. I mean, itchy ears. They, that means you only want to hear the things that you want to hear, and you only want to hear the good things. Oh, you yeah. don't want to hear the stuff about repentance. You don't want to hear the stuff about idolatry. You don't want to hear the stuff about immorality. You don't want to hear about any of that. Well, and this is how you know that. So often, like, we've we've a few times, well, I think actually a lot of times, but we've talked on things that aren't popular. And when people listen to it, they don't really like it. And a lot of times we'll get something that goes, man, that was a really hard one to listen to. And our automatic response is like, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to say anything to hurt you. But it's not that you're being convicted. Mm -hmm. And conviction doesn't come from people. Like Mm -hmm. we can't say something and it's what we said that convicted you. Like God might have used that, but it's him who's convicting Mm -hmm. you. We don't have that power. But so often whenever we hear things, that's the Holy Spirit trying to convict us, we're like, oh, I don't want to hear anything like that. We just we just want nothing to do with it, right? And that's just negative. You don't need that in your life, whatever it is that you write it off as, so that way you can ignore it and walk away. Well, that's not sound doctrine because they're saying stuff that I don't like. Right, and I, yeah, and no, I you're think... you're being convicted. Well, and, and like I said, largely, I think the evangelical church, unfortunately, and you can look up the list on uh, of all the different affirming churches that are that are out there right now, but then... Even just our, our, like I've said this a million times before, but just even our, our, some of our doctrinally sound churches yeah. are becoming accepting of a lot of these things. Yeah. And I'm, I, and they just, and if you try to argue with them, or not argue with them, but if you try to, well, yeah, argue sometimes, but if you try to present them with the inf- biblical information, you go, hey, hey, hey. Like, what is this? You, you know, it's it's always a fight back. It's always like, a, well, that's how you believe, and that's not mm-hmm. how I interpret the Bible. 
That's just your interpretation. How do we know your interpretation? Whoa, no, no, no. I don't have it. Everybody thinks I'm really, really special. They think that I (laughs) I just have this amazing interpretation that we have to listen to. They think that I can interpret this text to mean something that I want it to mean. (laughs) Like, no, I don't twist this to mean something that I I want it to mean. Like I said, my job is to apply it and show you here where you're where this is coming from and what this is mm-hmm. um and this is uh, turning this back to the the end times theme of it i fully believe that this is the falling away yeah i i be, i don't know how long it goes i don't know i, I don't want to be dogmatic about saying that it is the falling away and that you're wrong if you don't believe me but I see this scripturally as the falling away yeah. because the church, we've heard Paul Washer say it before. We just listened to uh, the one where he was giving the analogy of of the church as the bride of Christ and how largely the evangelical church in our America today has dressed up the, the church, the bride of the church, like a cheap whore and paraded her around as a whore. Oh yeah. I mean, these are his. I mean, it's, I mean, it's a fantastic just, analogy. It's a, if you guys it's a fantastic heard it analogy. Yeah. And it, I mean, it bring you to tears when you think of it because, you know, that's what he was saying. He's like, you know what? Don't fear the Satanists. Don't fear the murder. Don't fear, on Judgment Day, feel, fear the pastor yeah. that doesn't warn or. Or teach sound doctrine. teach sound doctrine, you know that mishandles the bride of Christ, and and misguides them. Like woe to him! Yeah, they don't be don't worry about like that. Yeah, worry about that guy. Pray for him, because he you know. So it was a it was a great, uh, great little piece there. But you know, like they they all say the the evangelical church is probably about 90% in our country today in apostasy. And if it's that high and I believe that because out of just what I see and just the way that the world is unfolding as it is becoming accepting and affirming of these things and I'm going these I know these things from being a kid that these things are wrong like now we're supposed to progress here and, and apply this to the church. Yeah. Wow. You know, so I honestly, somebody else had commented this too, uh, that, that they saw that they thought that this would, you know, was part of the, the, the rebellion, the, the large rebellion against God. And I, I fully agree. And well, I because think so many people are claiming to be followers of Christ, but then you're looking at these things. Right. If you are believing these things and buying into mm-hmm. these things, then you're not a follower yeah. of Christ. No, we don't need, listen, we don't need blood moons. We don't need signs in the sky. We don't need anything to tell us at the end times. We can go as simple as looking at the, the way, state of the, the state of the church today. in the world. <laughs> and this is not the way that the bride of Christ is supposed to be. And we are not supposed to accept these things and we are not supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And then we have clear scripture here that tells us in the end times, people will not endure sound doctrine. They will have itchy ears. And it's amazing because, right, you see it say that, but then you watch these people today. Like somebody sent us today a screenshot of somebody on Instagram in her story. She had posted this thing. Somebody had asked her a question 
um, because she is a she proclaims to be a woman pastor, a Christian woman pastor, not like women's pastor, but she's a woman and she's a pastor. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I could start to not say, a woman, not a. Not, like just clarifying, because some people are like, "Well, you I can know, be yeah. women's studies." No, that was, and it was necessary that you said that. So, but I know, it was but I'm like stumbling funny. through my words because I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I have to explain all of these things." Anyways, she claims to be this. She had asked on her Instagram questions, like, you know, somebody had asked her, "How can you say it's okay to be a pastor or whatever?" And so she has this huge write-up with all of these, you know, genius reasons why Scripture affirms that women can be pastors. Oh, all of which are wrong, BT Dubs. And they're all the same. Everybody has the same argument. It makes no sense. And she's like, "The Bible even tells you that you can't braid your hair." So what about that, Southern Baptist? And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, you are so illiterate to Scripture. It's amazing." It never says you can't. It no, says, it Don't says, "Don't worry about not it." Not to be obsessed with fancy braided hairstyles like because that was the thing at the time and are you obsessed with your hair or is your heart pure come on Mm -hmm. now anyways but that would make sense and harmonize with scripture so we can't have any of that anyways so then she goes on and she even like these people flaunt it so she even says all right guys i'm working on my sermon notes cue the 200 messages telling me i'm a false teacher ha 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 like yeah and these people these one know they're and she's got like 3,800 followers, something like that. I mean, she's That's got what I'm saying is you, And you just sent me before we started this, this picture that you'll have to probably post now that I'm talking about it. People will want to see it. <laughs> They'll be like, what? But, it, but it, read what it says. It reminded me of what you just read on that. Which one was it that I sent? The, the one on Instagram that you sent. We've both got our phones now, and we both <laughs> so many. trying to Oh, put that I sent out. you? Yeah. We live in a world... Oh, yeah. So, wait, hold on. Let me tell you the picture. I love this gal. I love her on Instagram. She posts Is this the stuff. same one that was? Okay, no, sorry. Okay, so it's like sheep in a beautiful field, right, with like rolling hills and like a road going by it, and they're all grazing in the grass. And then there's literally a coyote or a, or a wolf, sorry, a wolf, like, you know how you do leapfrog, right? Like if you lean down and then like you jump over. But the wolf is like leapfrogging over the sheep, like sprawled out up in the air. It's hilarious. And it's it's so funny. But like you almost don't catch it at first. Like it just looks like sheep on a hill. And then you're like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, that's a wolf like leapfrogging over these sheep as they just eat and like nothing's going on. And it says we live in a time where Satan doesn't even hide anymore and you still don't see him. <laughs> but that's so true that's because he's right. not even hiding. They're and laughing like, about how, it. Oh, my gosh. Because right after that, I sent you the thing of this circus church known as um, what's it called? Oh, gosh. Now it's not trying to show me the thing, but it's down in Florida and it's got like some kind of like. It almost looks like a scene from like MTV Music Awards or something with like some hip hop performance going on on the stage. But yet this is a church and this is part of their like church. Oh, I just saw that. The circus church known as Church by the Glades. Yeah, Church by the Glades. Wow. So that's where you just look at it. I'm like, there is so much like new agey Illuminati symbolism in this church service going on. Like everything's normal. And the biggest pastor, Stephen Furtick and all these guys, they all go there and they preach there. I'm doing air quotes because they think they're preach. preaching, but they're not. Um, you know, all of this stuff happens and it's all over the place. Like we're not harping on this because it's just little things here and there. They're doing this like musical performance as worship service in this so-called church and it's like 
y'all seriously don't see this? That's yeah, Satan no. leapfrogging over yeah, you there's, there's, in church. We're not seekers. I, I, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about that. <laughs> you had something you wanted to talk about. Tell me, start going with this. And now you're like, I can't. I can't. I, I can't. Never mind. I, I can't. Just, I'm done. Well, because now I can picture somebody going, what's wrong with that? Like. Oh, I just got a message that you haven't seen. You want me just to read it to you right sure. here on our podcast? Okay. Oh, Lord, no. No, I haven't even read it all, so hold on. Oh, this is going to be good. This is going to be fun. Nobody knows what's coming up. Come on, you guys. We're rolling with it. I was trying to go back through our Instagram live because there were so many questions and good comments and mm -hmm. stuff that came up, but I didn't have anything to be writing them down. So it's really hard to keep up and to try to go back afterwards. So I was trying to sit here and note the things that people specifically talked about. And so one of you had said, oh my gosh, I have so many questions on this, but I don't want to just like throw them all at you. So I messaged her and I was like, oh my oh, gosh. Okay. Please throw sorry. all your questions at okay, us. Okay, sorry. I thought, sorry for my reaction person that sent these <laughs> you questions. You had no idea what you, was coming. Yeah, I have no yeah. idea what's coming because usually whenever Heidi goes, we just got a message. It's usually bad. It's usually bad. Somebody telling us that like Yeah, it's usually bad. So something. I kind of have to get people like... People send up. horrible messages. They do. The things people say and like mean. the jabs, like the personal jabs people take at us, it <clears> is awful. Yeah. <laughs> like if you're just trying to be mean and nasty to someone like... Come on. I mean, whatever. It's cool. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. But you're right, though. Usually when we get stuff that but I usually stop when you we for, get, it's, it's like somebody just trying yeah, to Yeah, it's somebody just being That nasty. is not this. So, so sorry, person that sent these. So I am literally haven't even finished reading through the message, so I'm just going to read the whole thing. But she says, super sweet. We've talked with her about a few other things, um, and I, I love getting to talk to you guys and to hear your questions and your thoughts because it really does help in guiding and directing us in these things. We want to be serving you. We're not here to be serving ourselves and talking about what we want to talk about. So we love hearing from you guys and what you guys would like to hear about. So mm -hmm. please always know that you can reach out to either of us all the time, anytime. So she says, oh my goodness, thank you so much for messaging me. It's literally an answered prayer. I just felt kind of overwhelmed after the live feed, which is cool. So in those, sorry. It's cool in the lives <laughs> to get to chat, but then sometimes like a million things, like everybody's throwing out stuff and it's like, boom, 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 like all these huge topics and it is hard to keep up on. I get it. Um, that's why I need to make sure to keep a notepad with me so we can note them down, <laughs> which I didn't do today. So if there's anything you mentioned there that we haven't touched on, message it to me. Anyways. She says, um, and I was going to message you after. And I was like, no, let me pray for discernment. So I prayed and God gave me a piece. And here you are asking me to ask. How cool is that? That afterwards she was like, let me just pray about it. That's awesome. She really felt like a piece about it. And then I just happened to message her and was like, hey, lay them on us. What are your questions? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Anyways, she says, mm. the music thing kind of blew my mind, which this music thing keeps coming back. I and know. we're going to have to go. coming up again. Uh, so much. I think because my church does sing some of Derek Johnson's songs, he's from Jesus Culture, mm -hmm. he even came and lead worship and did lead worship one night. My church is considered a mega church, but I don't consider it one. It is Bible-based. I'm not even sure what my questions are now. I just don't really have any real fellowship per se, and I'm a new Christian and don't have really anyone to talk to, just kind of reading my Bible and praying daily. I'm not sure what I'm trying to say. My church feels like home, and I guess now I find myself questioning it, but I just don't know. Dude, sweet. This is, uh, that was one thing that I was kind of worried about, but hey. Y'all need to, I mean, even if you're new Christians, you need to, to learn the truth. And, you know, it, it and I'm, I'm sorry, it hasn't been, um, you know, 
thrown out there to you more. I mean, to even be in this type of position, it sucks. And I am, and I mean, it's... But you, I mean, you did, you did hit the nail on the head when you said, though, because I do believe she commented in the live that she said that this is emotional. Yeah. This isn't the spirit. This is following after emotion, not the Holy Spirit. And it's tough because, yeah, you're a new Christian and this all sounds, but honestly, that's worse. Yeah. That's worse if you're trying, you're... You're dealing with the holiness of God and his bride. And, you know, it's worth more than that than just cheapening. Yeah. And, I mean, a lot of people may like the music because it makes, like you say, you know, like we said, it makes them feel emotional and feel it's hard more not connected to, you listen to, to it God. And you're like, man, it does all the, gets all the feelings going. But you know? that's what the spirit is for. That's what the Holy Spirit is for. And that's what praying in the spirit is for. You don't need music to make you feel warm and fuzzy. Believe me, you feel the spirit inside of you. And if you're praying in the spirit, and I'm not talking about some, you know, uh, crazy eccentric, you know, like Bethel type praying in the spirit or, you know, or some Pentecostal, you know, praying in the spirit. No, well, truly, I feel like people think sometimes you know, that that emotional feeling is the spirit. Is the sp- it's like, correct. No, that's, no, that's your emotion. And that's, that's no, emotional. and what and her comment deceptive. was adrenaline. Yes. Your adrenaline shoots up and pumps up. And exactly. yes, that's exactly what happens. Not the same thing. Just as, similar, not but, the same. Right. But it's the same exact thing. Like when you go to a concert, there's so many people, you get the adrenaline and the excitement oh, of going yeah. to a concert. A lot of times, depending on what concert, you're willing to like even chant something that you wouldn't believe. Like, why am I saying Why this? am I saying this? Everybody's doing it. It's a whole thing. You're feeling all crazy. Like, you know, I'm like I've, a couple of years before I started school, we went to a Marilyn Manson and uh, Smashing Pumpkins concert. Yep. And I love and I used to love Marilyn Manson. I think like it was even longer. It's been a long time. I guess it's been a re- well. No, I said a couple of years before I started. I school. know, but I think it was even longer than that. Like, okay, well, it's been a really long time. But I, we went to a Marilyn old, Manson no concert, and I used anymore. to love Marilyn Manson. Yep. And we went to a Marilyn, Man- and I'm like just thinking of like this, you know, the, the lyrics that people are just like, you know, and I, I, you know, a couple of my, you know, I did too, and I was like, why do I don't we believe sing this? that? Yeah. Why did I just sing that? Yeah. You know, but it like that emotion will get you excited and you know the music and you, you know, you're happy. Yeah. You're like, but, you know, so it, it's no different than that than you were at church. And that's you know, why we suggested know, take the lyrics. Take the lyrics. Without the music. Right. Read through those. And, and weigh see those what it against says, scripture yeah. and see where you still fall. Yeah, most people. And listen, if you. Uh, I don't know. I don't want. I I really am a horrible person to ask who I recommend on on the music, because I don't see any. I haven't seen any Christian music out there that I would enjoy, that I that I would even recommend. Um, we said in the live, like, yeah, I I listen to Modest Yahoo a lot. I listen yep. to we listen to a ton of reggae. Uh, I listen to uh, quite a bit of secular music. 
for the soul, but good secular music that has a positive message. Because there's a difference because, between secular <clears throat> music that's trash, right? That's trash. And secular music that lyrics-wise. When I say I listen to a lot of secular music, like you said, we listen to a lot of reggae, so we listen to a lot of Bob Marley, a, a lot of you know modest. Even though I, he wouldn't be, I guess he would be considered a secular artist. Yeah. We listen to you know a lot of Fortunate Youth, um, mm-hmm. Natalie. Ra- you know, more of a of a positive message in the music to where there's no cursing and there's no direct, you know, talk about sex, drug, I mean, you know, or, or, or whatever. I mean, Hey, Bob Marley was not a drug user. (laughs) I just needed to throw that in there. But I mean, as long as I'm talking about rapper, you know, this type of music. So, you know, as long as there's, you know, none of this and nothing that's going directly against God in this music, I find that more that music way more enjoyable enjoyable than I do Christian music because most of the Christian music out there is not theologically correct and it just I mean now like the old hymns and stuff oh love it I in which I can hear one of those and just start crying immediately and those are the one like those ones those invoke an emotional response to you but it's it's a spiritual response because you know like amazing grace like if you and think when i read the lyrics to right, the hymns right i'm getting as much out of it and seeing as much scripture in it as when the music is playing with it i know because it's not just you know, amazing grace is a little different but still i mean like the like a wretch like me like the fa- the amazing grace that saved us, the fact that we don't deserve this Gosh, at all. I'll fly away, go into the river. I yeah, mean, I mean, there's, there's just, so, so many much. different hymns that are great. I don't expect everybody to listen to hymns, you know, all the time because you know I, I I could get it. It's kind of churchy, and you know, like, but it's it's something that you should. That's how we should. I believe that we should worship. Um, I mean, if you if you want singing the psalms and stuff. I mean, yeah, so I mean, much. that's what I, that's my belief on it. Yeah, singing the psalms, uh, the old the old hymns. If even if you have a new hymn, you know sure. that, that's cool. If it's theologically correct, and that's just it's so important because it's Christ is worth more more than that, and we have a larger duty, but. That's why I, I put all the, the Bible passages in here along with this podcast is because this stuff is important. We have to see that this is progressing towards the in, in days yeah. of humanity here. So it's setting the stage for all these things. And we are warned as Christians, we are shown, hey, look, these things are going to increase inside of the church. This false doctrine. And we know... I said in the live too that one of the easiest ways is that you can tell in this music is just by listening to the lyrics and see what they're doing with Christ, what they're doing with the kingdom. Are they making this about you? Are they making this about mm-hmm. you know what is it about? Because what is most the of the time, of the most of the time, this music that I've listened to, this real popular, you know, the Jesus culture and this stuff, this is it's like. Christian empowerment music that Christ is going to, you know, drag you through whatever war and whatever, mm-hmm. and which is which is true in a, in a sense, but there it's almost to the point where it's almost prosperity gospel. Yes. Almost, it's you know, it's almost 
almost not not quite but you know eventually you'll end up on the other side you know prospering here in this world he'll move you past this storm into this next just glorious you know point that just you know which like i said i mean it, it's semi-true but the way that they push it their they their theology is way way off oh yeah it's and crazy. Like I said, this this Jesus culture, Bethel Hillsong music, these Elevations guys. Elevations music is yeah. Huge. These guys, their their teachings are seriously heretical. This isn't something that I'm just picking at, and it's not just things that I just disagree with them on. Okay, because there's plenty of people that I just disagree on that are far from heretical. But this popular music, you know, these popular music churches that are out there like this. These are these are serious. I mean, like Carl Lentz is from Hillsong, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, Carl Lentz can't answer questions. Biblical is answers. Yeah. Like his abortion and his and his gay marriage answers. You know, he, he dances around that and and just passes it off as. You know, oh, I'm not here for that. I'm all here for love. All inclusive, all loving inclusiveness, Jesus. and and it's you know, if you listen to him, it's gee, the Lord spoke to me. Jesus spoke to me. You know, it, it's a it's a light version of what Bethel does. Hillsong isn't as bad as Bethel. They're they are in certain ways, but I know Hillsong isn't as like heretical and crazy as Bethel is. Well, I don't think but, what's funny is you see people that love Bethel's music and they share it and stuff. And it's like, do you understand that they literally rain gold dust out of their air ducts and tell you it's the Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit yeah. raining down upon you? Oh, yeah. But they teach that as like, like literally, not jokingly, not like a, a prop like Stephen Furtick would use. Like, do you understand like the nonsense that they literally teach out of there? And we've been lucky to you know, have one of you that actually lives there and has gone to there. And like the stuff that you share with us that goes on within the town, it will literally make you sick. It will make you rip your robe in just absolute disgust. It's insane. But yet people are listening to the music. It's like, do you understand where that comes from? The teachings of that? Like, do you have any clue what that? And most of us don't, because why would you go and research into all of this? Right. It's Christian music. They're singing about God. Like it's all good. Right. Right. And and like I said, I've had people ask me on uh, on on this before, what's wrong though, even if okay, so the theology's off a little bit, but it's still, you know, the song's good. It's like it's the thing is if you, you have you know, to reconcile that. If you can not be ignorant on the topic, so if you can learn about who this teaching is, where it comes from, who this comes from, who you're supporting when you use this music, you know, all of these different things. If you can look at all of those aspects, right? Because when you listen to their music, you buy their music, you're supporting them. If your church is getting it, they're paying royalties to be able to use this music. And so you're supporting these heretical teachers and these just disgusting things that are infecting the church today that are buying right into all of this as signs of our times to the end. If you are comfortable, if you can learn all of that, 
because we don't want to be ignorant to these things, right? So if we can be educated on these things and understand what's going on and you still feel that you can reconcile that, you do not feel conviction in that, that's between you and the Holy Spirit. I mean, you do whatever. It's it's not that we're saying you have to yeah, do this or I, have to do that. I was looking up, I was, I was trying while we were talking here, I was trying to look up this one post that I think I seen from Bethel because there's a whole Instagram page that's dedicated to uh, pulling out some of Bethel's stuff here. I can't find it now, but it was um, like you might still have some Hillsong that Hillsong songs that you really love that you think are great. If you can weigh them against Scripture and you still feel good about them, heck, if you're confused and you don't know what end is up, send them to Brandon. He'll yeah. go over them and talk with you about them and, and share some thoughts. He yeah, might I'd have. be glad to. So, but it was a post from. Bobby Connor, which pastor, he's called quote unquote prophet Bobby Connors. That's um, strike number one. From, <laughs> I, I don't know where his exact church is, but I was introduced to him from Bethel. But because that's where I had seen, I, I watched a cut, well, choked my way through a couple of his sermons. Because I don't comment usually on YouTube videos yeah. at all that I watch of, of other, you know, I watch. All kinds of different teachers from all all yep. across, and I was watching Bobby Connors give this sermon at Bethel. Well, I guess you could call it a sermon. Yeah, that's but what they refer to it as. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Did this dude just legit say that Christ appeared to him with a southern accent and started talking to him? Yeah. Okay, so that's what I commented on it, and then I had kind of gone back and forth, and then I looked more into Bobby Connor. Then somebody posted on Instagram this quote from this tweet from Bobby Connors when he's like, you know, I'll just be walking and all of a sudden there'll be change at my feet. Brand new coins. So I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, what, why does this change just keep appearing at my feet? He said, because I want you to prophesy to my people that there's change in the hair, Bobby. <laughs> okay, so if you're cool with knowing that information and listening to the music that comes from this church and this... Is, but then, you think it's almost like a joke or just some cute little quip not, or something. He teaches this as this like this literally happened. And the people believe like, oh, my gosh, God literally put coins in your shoes so you could come and tell us this. Yeah. Like some of these things I that know. we have pulled up that you've watched. I'm like, honey, they can't. This can't be real. Like this has to be like a joke or just like a little thing. Like people don't really believe that. And then it's like, no. No, like I said, Bill Johnson had, from Bethel, the head pastor of Bethel, has this this binder that's huge. It's huge, yeah. Full of all of his so quote unquote inspired visions in in experiences. I mean, he's literally gone out of body into heaven, and I mean, th this is just heretical on on a level that is unreal just because it, so many people buy into it is yeah. what just blows my mind not that this you know to be honest with you guys too this teaching isn't new this is something that has this stuff started back in the first century when the apostles were still alive yep this type of of belief and teaching and, and you know even these doctrines that these these teachers would be teaching uh, these false teachers would be teaching back then. Or Nothing very, is new. No, they're very similar to this. And they were just, I mean, look at Simon the Sorcerer. What yep. he wanted from 
from Christ when he realized he's like, oh. See him um, Peter doing this stuff. He's like, hey, man, how do hey you man, hook me up with that? Give me some of that healing y'all got. Because mm-hmm. I want to do cool stuff like that. some part of that, too. Yeah. You know, so this is something that's been happening since then. It's not new. And it's, I know it's a, t- a touchy subject, and I saw somebody on YouTube who did not mean to offend at all and, you know, ended up having a, a good back-and-forth conversation with about um, about uh, this music and, and why it's not okay. But Ephesians take no part. Yep. And these unfruitful works of darkness instead expose them. And even if, if the music is false and coming from this, it's not. This is an unfruitful work of darkness. This is. I mean, it, it just shows you this. This we were, I was watching last night too wretched um, from the wretched network. Wretched radio. Todd yeah, Friel. wretched radio. Todd Friel to um, why this why Trump is a stumbling block for Christianity. And um, this why American patriotism is dangerous. There was two or something like that or two different videos that that I was watching last night. But he was pointing out and he's just like, you have to understand that this is what Christians associate with now. And you have to realize that, that this kind of stuff, you know, this association here, this is what other people and this is becoming a stumbling block for other people. Oh, yeah. Huge one. I mean the the outside world. Somebody that might even be interested in in joining Christianity, but's halfway intelligent and sees a guy like Bonnie Bobby Connor saying that there's coins appearing at his feet and that the Lord told him that, that there's change in the air. This does no. This does n- nothing. This is an nothing that's good. an unfruitful work of darkness because yeah. it's false. It's falsely representing our our you know something that is is truth and is holy and and we uh, a faith that we have to have to defend and we have to stand up for because it's it's worth more than that and you know the the music is every bit as part of that is the person that teaches it yep regardless of how it makes you feel personally this is not about you Okay, this not this about is us, not about you, not about none of it. Not about you. You don't deserve anything. You don't you don't need anything. The only thing that you need is Christ. I'm not being completely dogmatic about this. Well, I mean, yes, the only thing that you need is Christ. I'm being dogmatic about that, but not about um, you know, like I said, the music and everything, but still, that's what type of of thinking that you have to arm yourself with. This isn't for me. This isn't about me. This isn't this is for God, and it's for me to glorify God. You know, I don't, I don't need to to be happy, you know, and and all joyful all the time. Because sometimes we come and we're worshiping God in tears, you know, in 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 humility, and you know, it's it's not all about feeling good about us. Sometimes, I mean, you know, that's what you know. Usually, we're sitting there thankful, but not repentant. You know, it's those are those are just the types of things that we need to to arm ourselves with, especially in 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 a day like today when everybody wants to be so inclusive 
to Christianity. So and he wants oh to just, you know, pass Christ off like like nothing. Well, that's what most of these things, honestly, the music, the teachers, all the stuff that's even the Christians, this all inclusive, the seeker sensitive, all of this nonsense that's out there. You just want motivational speakers and music that makes you feel good. You're trying to slap Jesus on it to make you feel good about yourself mm-hmm. because Jesus is slapped in it. Right. You don't know who God is. Right. No, like I said, matter of fact, the, this is the very same person that we were in this Instagram um, conversation with. Now that I remember the, the, the quote from it, one of the things that I said that, no, in Luke, take up your cross and follow me. And that's that whole chapter he's he's talking about completely denying and dying to yourself and gives you the impression that there's a lot to lose and this is going to be difficult. You know, it could cost you your life. It could cost you your family. It will cost you everything. Yep. But you're not of this world. Once you once you you take on Christ, you die to this world. It is not about this. It's yeah, it's it's not. So, I mean, that's what it goes back to is just, you know, um, having just that 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 servant, humble attitude is a, is not pride. But that's where we find most of the church, most of these seeker sensitive mega churches, all these different things. That's what we find. It's a big celebration about you. And the Bible applies to you and your life. And Jeremiah twenty nine eleven is about you. And, and God's got great good, plans for you. Perfect for you. And everything's going to be perfect. And let's listen to some happy music. And it's it even sounds good. And yeah. might shed a few tears. The hands will go up at a certain time in the song. Yeah. You know, and you will feel like you're reaching for the spirit. You're. That's the other thing. It's what I see people that do, like I, I I understand the hand thing, but the you know the people that are just ridiculous with it. I'm like you, you know that it's inside you, right? You know you don't. <laughs> what are you reaching for? What are you reaching for? <laughs> I mean. So I I think really the point of this is this is going to have to be obviously a, a multi-covered uh, topic. We are dead serious when we say. But why is because this is pro- all just summing this all up is that. This was all pointing to the true signs of the time. Yes. And I didn't even get as, you're right, this is going to have to be more because I didn't get into half of more of the proof of why this this is pointing towards the end. Uh, the biggest part of it, the why that it is important, though, is because all of these things are pointing towards the end times. Yep. All these things that we're talking about now, this music, the way that the church, these pastors... You know, even this attitude, this this feminine or feminism, um, all of this stuff that's in the church now, all of this is indicative of the times that we are in. The second part of that would be the the fact that there's a literal state of Israel, but we'll go into that in the second part. But the most important part is the the false teachings that are threatening the church and threatening, um, you know just us as believers from even having a voice it's amazing how you know these things are becoming a lot of these things are becoming affirming so they have a voice and then then they represent all of of christianity because they're affirming but if they don't 
then they get completely cut off and you get, you know, we were just looking at, at uh, Instagram today and there was an image on there that Facebook coined as hate speech. Yep. It was a verse from Timothy. Yep. And I'm like, okay, that's okay. That's where we are. Get ready for more for for serious persecution if this is the direction that we're gonna go. I mean, we you gotta get, you better be prepared because it's coming. It's coming fast and furious. I mean, that's crazy. People are now. I mean, you can't even say anything about that in public. You'll get you literally get the cops called on you yeah. for hate speech. Oh yeah, totally. That's unbelievable. So a pastor now that's preaching against homosexuality now in the city has the risk of getting arrested yep. and charged with a crime of hate speech. That These guys are indicative of the times that we are in. And we don't know the time of the day. We, we don't know any of that. But we know that we know these things seasons. will happen closer to the t towards that time. Like birthdays. So I would, yeah, I would highly suggest we we start making sure that we are get our lives correct and on track because you know I, I honestly believe here we're we're wrapping up really quick. I don't know what that means, but I think I, I guess if I had to guess, I think it could possibly be in in our lifetimes. I think it could. I sure hope so. so. I do too. Want to know a funny note to end this on? What? I messaged back with this person now a few times. Mm -hmm. Guess where they live in a tin church? Where? Literally not very far down the road from where you and I grew up in Southern California. What are the uh -uh. odds? Of dead serious? I'll, I'll read you all when we get off of here. But I just all saw right. that. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. That's insane. Talk about small world here oh, that wow. God's brought this little loop all around all so. right so hopefully that either cleared up you a little bit specific, or maybe confused you a little more but but if you have specific artists or songs or things like that that you're like what the heck is this then send it to us send it to brandon AP Home maybe Church we at, could maybe that'll be an episode that we do tomorrow yeah AP Home Church at gmail.com i know lex is working on pulling some together but um, maybe we'll um go ahead and do a podcast yeah about um so the just pull up different songs and i have the a lyrics. few already but okay, anyways cool. we'll uh anything we can do to serve you guys seriously you guys let us know it's not about us it's about god and what can yep. we do to serve him so thanks guys for hanging mm -hmm. out with us yeah.